Ask Your Bishop, the program that examines the teachings of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints with a biblical perspective for the love of the Mormon people. This is part two of our podcast titled In Bondage to Zealots. Now we ended part one uh, with the story of how my friends and family tried to convince me that I could be right before God and before the church by choosing to do things that I knew were wicked. We'll pick it up there. You see, my family and friends who gave this advice were truly advocating for my destruction, whether they knew it or not. The Bible tells us that the church in Galatia fell into heresy, and so Paul spoke to the Galatians about a time before they knew God. His words apply to me so perfectly. They're just absolutely accurate. And he says, however, at that time, not knowing God, you were in bondage to those who were by nature not God's. Galatians 4.8, in bondage to those who were by nature not God's. That was me. That was totally who I was. I was trying to follow men who were by nature not God's. They were nothing more than legalistic, self-aggrandized zealots. Now, the mental chaos this caused for me was a noise in my head that drove me mad because there was no resolution. There was no solution. There was no way out. Either I had to do what I knew what was right and in so doing felt to sustain my leadership or sustain my leadership by doing that which I knew was evil. There were no good choices. I was trapped. I was trapped by the chains and the bondage that Paul talked about when he said that they were in bondage to men who were by nature not gods. You see, that was me. But at that time, struggling as I did between two bad solutions, I still tried to keep my faith in the Mormon gospel intact, and I wore my chains well. What if you could ask your Mormon associates a simple, biblical, and non-offensive question that would function as a pebble in their shoe? Such a thing cannot be ignored. The hope is that they will someday stop, investigate, and be drawn to Jesus. Learn more at askyourbishop.com. But now there is this new, uh, incredible freedom that I that I so enjoy. Paul and Silas went to Berea, and there they taught the Jews. Now, these people could have hated the gospel message and sought to kill them as the Jews in Thessalonica did. But no, that's, that's not what they did. Now, they could have said among themselves, this is the apostle Paul, and we must believe his words no matter what, as the Mormons teach you must and as I once did. But no, they they didn't do that either. Instead, they received the message of Paul and Silas with gladness. Nevertheless, each day they turned to Holy Scripture and they checked Paul and Silas's words against the Word of God as it was recorded in the Word of God. Everything that Paul and Silas said was tested and proven to be a worthy representation of God's Word. Now, for this reason, 
These Bereans were honored in the Bible as being more noble than other Jews in the region. You find this in Acts 17.11. Now, as a zealous Mormon, I taught New Testament gospel doctrine. I did this for a number of years, and this was the adult-level Bible study. And so every Sunday for a full year, I stood before a group of Mormon adults. We opened the New Testament and learned from it, or, or we tried to. Our study, however, was incredibly narrow because it was confined by those points that were made inside the Mormon teacher's manual, and it was not expanded to include the whole Word of God as it is contained in the Bible. So it was very limited, very narrow, very incomplete in its scope. During that course of study, I presented the story of Paul and Silas in Berea. Yet, I had no idea of how the Bereans received the message, or how they tested the message, or why they were more noble. I had no clue that these things ever even occurred. Well, after becoming a Christian and learning of the Bereans, I realized that I had this crazy lack of understanding as a Mormon, and so I went back to my old teacher's manual. I still have it, and I opened it to the portion that discusses Acts 17. And I read, and I was shocked. You see, it only says that Paul and Silas taught in Berea and then moved on. There is no mention of these people who received the message with gladness. There is no mention of them turning to the scriptures daily to test the words that they had heard. There is no mention of them being more noble. And now I have to think, why? Why would something so important be neglected? Well, the answer is very clear to me. You see, the Bereans were, in fact, neglecting and rejecting the teachings of the Mormon church when they tested Paul and Silas. Because they should have, if they had been good Mormons, they would have received the word and said, it's absolutely true, it can't be anything but true, we receive it, because it comes from an apostle of God. Well, that's just crazy. That's just crazy. But it is the Mormon way, and so if that story had been told in my Mormon manual, they would have said that the Brians were not the more noble, but were in fact the less noble. Being armed with the story and the wisdom of the Bereans and other Bible truths, I am now a new creature in Christ. 2 Corinthians 5.17 I am a son of Almighty God. John 1.12 I am a friend of God. James 2.23 And I have peace with God. Romans 5.1 I close now with the words of Paul to the Galatians. These are words that have become very meaningful to me. Paul wrote, But when the fullness of time came, God sent out his Son, born to a woman, born under the law, that he might redeem those who were under the law, that we might receive the adoption of children. And because you are children, God sent out the Spirit of his Son into your hearts, crying, Abba, Father! So you are no longer a bondservant, but a son, and if a son, then an heir of God through Christ. Wow. 
You see, that's where I live today. Today, I rejoice because the darkness of those dark years is a distant memory. Oh, I remember, but it no longer affects me. It no longer confounds me. It no longer troubles me because I have been made free in Christ Jesus. And so now I rest in new things. And indeed, indeed, I do rest. And now, as is the tradition, I have a few questions for bishops. Number one, is a bishop or stake president given authority to prohibit any member from sharing their faith, especially if it is supported by prophetic quotes? Next question. The Bereans were called more noble for biblically testing every word Paul spoke. Why are Mormons not taught to do the same with regard to the teachings of their leaders? Next question. Is a church member ever justified in knowingly doing wrong simply because a church leader directs? And here's my final question. It is a very pointed question because it shows how bad things can get when people follow this teaching of the Mormon church. At Mountain Meadows in southern Utah, Mormon men rushed to kill 120 immigrant men, women, and children because their leaders directed them to do so. Previously, Brigham Young called for blood atonement such as this in general conference talks. We find this in Journal of Discourses, Volume 1, page 83, and Volume 4, pages 219 and 220. Now, according to Marion G. Romney and Ezra Taft Benson, God will bless these men for their butchery. Can you provide scriptural support for this from the Bible or any volume of Mormon scripture? Now, my dear Mormon bishop, if you are unable to satisfactorily respond to these questions, there is a good, good chance that you are leading people after a false god and after a false gospel. Please contact us. We are anxious to assist. Thanks for listening. You can hear all episodes at askyourbishop.com.